Section twenty five of Tarzan the Terrible by Edgar Rice Burroughs. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter twenty five. Home. Within an hour of the fall of Ludan and Mosar, the chiefs and principal warriors of Paluldan gathered in the great throne room of the palace at Alur, upon the steps of the lofty pyramid, and placing Jadan at the apex, proclaimed him king. Upon one side of the old chieftain stood Tarzan of the Apes, and upon the other Korak the Killer, worthy son of the mighty ape-man and when the brief ceremony was over and the warriors with upraised clubs had sworn fealty to their new leader ja don dispatched a trusted company to fetch oloa and panatli and the women of his own household from jalur and when the warriors discussed the future of paluldan and the question arose as to the administration of the temples and the fate of the priests who practically without exception had been disloyal to the government of the king seeking always only their own power and comfort and aggrandizement and then it was that jadan turned to tarzan let the doyle otho transmit to his people the wishes of his father he said your problem is a simple one said the ape-man if you but wish to do that which shall be pleasing in the eyes of god your priests to increase their power have taught you that jad ben otho is a cruel god that his eyes love to dwell upon blood and upon suffering but the falsity of their teachings has been demonstrated to you to-day in the utter defeat of the priesthood take then the temples from the men and give them instead to the women that they may be administered in kindness and charity and love wash the blood from your eastern altar and drain for ever the water from the western once i gave ludon the opportunity to do these things but he ignored my commands and again is the corridor of sacrifice filled with its victims liberate these from every temple in paluldan bring offerings of such gifts as your people like and place them upon the altars of your god and there he will bless them and the priestesses of jad ben otho can distribute them among those who need them most as he ceased speaking a murmur of evident approval ran through the throng long had they been weary of the avarice and cruelty of the priests and now that authority had come from a high source with a feasible plan for ridding themselves of the old religious order without necessitating any change in the faith of the people they welcomed it and the priests cried one we shall put them to death upon their own altars if it pleases the dorya lotho to give the word no cried tarzan let no more blood be spilled give them their freedom and the right to take up such occupations as they choose that night a great feast was spread in the Pali Danso, and for the first time in the history of ancient Paluldan black warriors sat in peace and friendship with white. And a pact was sealed between Jadan and Omat that would ever make his tribe and the Hodan allies and friends. It was here that Tarzan learned the cause of Taden's failure to attack at the stipulated time. A messenger had come from Jadan carrying instructions to delay the attack until noon, nor had they discovered until almost too late that the messenger was a disguised priest of ludan and they had put him to death and scaled the walls and come to the inner temple court with not a moment to spare the following day oloa and panatli and the women of jadan's family arrived at the palace of allure and in the great throne room taden and oloa were wed and omat and panatli 
for a week tarzan and jane and korak remained the guests of ja don as did omat and his black warriors and then the ape-man announced that he would depart from pal don hazy in the minds of their hosts was the location of heaven and equally so the means by which the gods travelled between their celestial homes and the haunts of men and so no questionings arose when it was found that the Dorylotho with his mate and son would travel overland across the mountains and out of Pal-Yuldan toward the north. They went by way of the Kor-Yul-Jah, accompanied by the warriors of that tribe and a great contingent of Hodon warriors under Ta-Din. The king and many warriors and a multitude of people accompanied them beyond the limits of Allure, and after they had bid them good-bye and Tarzan had invoked the blessings of God upon them, the three Europeans saw their simple, loyal friends prostrate in the dust behind them, until the cavalcade had wound out of the city and disappeared among the trees of the nearby forest. They rested for a day among the Koryal Jaw while Jane investigated the ancient caves of these strange people, and then they moved on, avoiding the rugged shoulder of Pasture Alved and winding down the opposite slope toward the great morass they moved in comfort and in safety surrounded by their escort of hodon and wasdon in the minds of many there was doubtless a question as to how the three would cross the great morass but least of all was tarzan worried by the problem in the course of his life he had been confronted by many obstacles only to learn that he who will may always pass in his mind lurked an easy solution of the passage but it was one which depended wholly upon chance it was the morning of the last day that, as they were breaking camp to take up the march, a deep bellow thundered from a nearby grove. The ape-man smiled. The chance had come. Fittingly, then, would the Dorylotho and his mate and their son depart from the unmapped Pal-Yuldan. He still carried the spear that Jane had made, which he had prized so highly because it was her handiwork, that he had caused a search to be made for it through the temple in Allure after his release, and it had been found and brought to him. He had told her laughingly that it should have the place of honour above their hearth as the ancient flintlock of her Puritan grandsire had held a similar place of honour above the fireplace of Professor Porter, her father. At the sound of the bellowing, the Hodon warriors, some of whom had accompanied Tarzan from Jadon's camp to Jalur, looked questioningly at the ape-man, while Omot's Wazdan looked for trees, since the griff was the one creature of Pal-Yuldan which might not be safely encountered even by a great multitude of warriors. Its tough armoured hide was impregnable to their knife-thrusts, while their thrown clubs rattled from it as futilely as if hurled at the rocky shoulder of Pastor el Ved. "'Wait,' said the ape-man, and with his spear in hand he advanced toward the griff, voicing the weird cry of the Torodon. The bellowing ceased and turned to low rumblings, and presently the huge beast appeared. What followed was but a repetition of the ape-man's previous experience with these huge and ferocious creatures. And so it was that Jane and Korak and Tarzan rode through the morass that hems Pal-Yuldan upon the back of a prehistoric triceratops, while the lesser reptiles of the swamp fled, hissing in terror. Upon the opposite shore they turned and called back their farewells to Tadan and Omat, and the brave warriors they had learned to admire and respect. And then Tarzan urged their titanic mount onward toward the north, abandoning him only when he was assured that the Wazdan and the Hodan had had time to reach a point of comparative safety among the craggy ravines of the foothills. Turning the beast's head again toward Pal-Yuldan, the three dismounted, and a sharp blow upon the thick hide sent the creature lumbering majestically back in the direction of its native haunts. 
for a time they stood looking back upon the land they had just quit the land of torodon and griff of ja and jato of wazdan and hodon a primitive land of terror and sudden death and peace and beauty a land that they all had learned to love and then they turned once more toward the north and with light hearts and brave hearts took up their long journey toward the land that is best of all home end of chapter twenty five end of tarzan the terrible by edgar rice burroughs read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com